0: Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. I want to jump right into our message, where there's a will, there's a way. We're jumping into this today. So if you got your Bibles, you can get those out your sermon notes and your worship guides. You can also go to the YouVersion Bible app. You can get the sermon notes on there as well. Every time we open the Bible, we expect God to speak to us. He wants to change our life through what he is saying, so we get excited when we open the Bible. So if you got those Bibles this morning, let's open them up to Romans chapter 1. <laughs> Woo! Yes, Romans chapter 1, where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. I'm going to be talking to you about two powerful points today. A lot of times, I mean, I'm going to mention a a few different things, but two things that I want you to take away for sure, I I want to talk to you about the power of choice and the power of change, the power of choice and the power of change and what that means into our life. Romans chapter one, I'm going to jump into it just for time's sake. Verse eight, this is just for our launching verse for today, has been for our series. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith. Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. I want to pray right now. Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you bring it to life this morning. God, I pray that you uh, speak revelation into us, speak truth to our hearts, Lord, that we will hear what you're wanting to say, that we'll be changed from the inside out. So God, I just give you liberty and freedom. We thank you that you are alive and well and working in our life. So we praise you for everything that's done today. In Jesus' awesome name, somebody say amen. Amen. Find a way in the will of God, Paul says there in verse 10. He said that I want to come see you. This is what I want, but it's not about just what I want. It's about I want to find a way in the will of God. And so this is how he said it. I mean, that we've wanted something, but not just the fact that we want it doesn't mean that we're going to get it. Last night, coming home from the uh, parade at Mount Carmel, I had a great time at the Christmas parade at Mount Carmel. We're coming home, and uh, just Lucas and I, and Dawn sends me a text message and says, Hey, could you stop by Walmart and get da, 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 da. No, it was only three things, and I walked out with 15 things, but that's another story of my problems. Grilled <laughs> chicken was on sale for 99 cents a pound. I couldn't help myself. So, anyway, we were in there and so I said hey Lucas we got to stop by Walmart and he's like I said we got to get these three things and he said and Legos (laughs) I said dude that's not on the list so we got to get grapes we got to get Hawaiian rolls and we got to get cuties thank you yes you are we had to get grapes (laughs) come on somebody Grapes, cuties, and Hawaiian rolls. And so I said, Lucas, we got to get grapes, cuties, and Hawaiian rolls. He said, and Legos. I said, no, it's too close to Christmas. We're not getting Legos. I said, maybe we'll get you some for Christmas. He said, but I want them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my bad. (laughs) I didn't realize that you wanted them. So I said to him, I know you want them, but that doesn't mean you're going to get them. So how many knows we can have a want, we can have a will, but we don't necessarily get our way? (laughs) Yours may not be Legos this morning, (laughs) but there's something that you want that you may not be getting. But notice what Paul said, I want to find a way, the word find a way means to succeed in reaching or accomplishing something, to be successful in something. Everybody has a will to be successful in life. You define success how you want, but success really is just defined by favorable or desirable outcome. So everybody is wanting to success, to have success in our relationships, in our school, in our athletics, in our health, in our finances, in our careers. Everybody wants to be successful in one form or fashion. So there's nothing big about finding a way, but it's or finding success, but it's what way are we going about reaching those successes? There's a variety of ways you can build relationships. There's a variety of ways that we can make money, a variety of ways we can advance our career, but notice what Paul said. I want to find a way to be successful in the will of God. The will of God. The will means to intent or choices emanating from God's heart's desire or pleasure. So if the will represents God's choice for you and I that comes from his desire. Again, I want to say this just because it's important because new people come every week and you need to know this is the foundation of this series. The will of God is based on God's desire for you. So God has a heart's desire for you. That's what his will is based on. It's not because he just wants to make you do it, because he has a desire for you and for me. So if the will of God is his heart's desire, then the way of God is the means by which we achieve that will. We all want success, but Paul said, I don't just want success, I want success God's way. And that's what we're talking about. We want to do it God's way. So God does have a will for our life, but he does not have a will that is not accessible to you. He doesn't have a will for you that you can't get to, that you can't achieve. Look at your neighbor and say, he's made a way for you too. He's made a way. He's made a way. So here's the question I want to start out with today. If God's made a way for you and you just told your neighbor that, and maybe you didn't want to tell the other person, but you can tell them again that he's made a way for you too, Here's the question, is partnership or connection with the way of God necessary for us to experience the will of God? Is partnership, cooperation, or connection with the way of God? Paul said, I want to find a way in the will of God. Is partnership or connection or cooperation with the way of God necessary for us to experience the will of God? It's a great question. Is the will of God just arbitrary, it's going to happen no matter what you do, or is there a reason that you and I have to cooperate with the way of God to experience the will of God? That's what we're building on. That's what we're talking about. We talked about last week in Ephesians chapter one, how God predestined us to adoption. He predestined us to adoption as sons or daughters. That represents his will. He predestined us. That was the power of choice, the power of selection. There's two powers that we're going to talk about today. Number one's the power of choice which is about selection, that's a will. Number two is the power of change, which is about connection, means access, this is how we're gonna do it. So will means God selects it, he chooses it, this is what he wants, but this is also something that we have the power of will. We have the power of selection, we have the power of choice. I was sent to Walmart for three things, why did I come out with 12? Because I had the power of choice. Walmart didn't tell me, no, you only came in for three things. They were more than happy to let me take out more things. You have the power of choice. You have that power of selection. But then we also have the power of change or connections, the way. So if God predestined us to adoption of his his sons, that's his will, but doing it by Christ Jesus, in verse 5, this is the way. Here's the will. I want you to be a son or daughter of mine. I've predestined you to be my son or daughter, but here's the way. You have to do it through Jesus Christ. So God's got a will, but he's got a way. If you don't do it his way, you don't get his will. So When God said he predestined us, that means he predestined his choice and his way. It does not mean he predestined your will and your way. Predestined was what he made from himself of himself. I predestined my will is for you to be my son and daughter. That's my choice for you, but I don't know if it's your choice for you. When God predestined something, he predestined his side, but he left our side open. God's not manipulating your choices. He's giving you the opportunity to have a choice because love is based on a choice. So that's what we talked about last thing. So so let's go to the two types of power. Look at at it this way. Uh, Christmas lights. Let me ask you about Christmas lights. Some of you're laughing already. Have you any of you ever gotten frustrated by putting up Christmas lights either on your house or on your tree? You're during the Christmas season. <laughs> my, my wife is raising her hand. She she loves Christmas lights and and sometimes she gets frustrated if the Christmas lights don't work correctly and 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 we all do. We've all been through there. And and during Christmas times, where all the Christmas movies comes out come out and there's one Christmas movie that uh, that uh, is always funny because it has this part where this guy's putting Christmas lights all over. His house, like 25,000 lights. You know, and he goes and has all the plug-ins, and he's getting ready to plug them in, and boom, plugs them in, and nothing. <laughs> nothing works. So he goes and, and checks every single bulb, 25,000. Checks every single one to make sure nothing's wrong. Most of us never throw them away, go buy new ones. But the, he's checking every bulb, and it goes in, tries it, nothing works. Ultimately, we find out the problem was the switch in the basement wasn't turned on. Right? So the problem wasn't the power supply. The problem was the connection to the power supply. So you get frustrated sometimes because you're not seeing the results that you want. And we think we've got a will problem. But we don't necessarily have a will problem, we have a way problem. We've got a connection problem. The problem isn't that God doesn't want it for you. The problem isn't that God doesn't want us to have it, it's that we may not be correct, connected in the right way to what he's giving. Because how many of so you, if you would have, go to plug in your Christmas tree and the lights aren't working but the refrigerator's working and the lights are on, how silly would it be for you to call up the power company and say, hey, yo, the Christmas tree's not on. Can you send somebody, one of the big bucket trucks or something, come by my tree? How silly would that be? Because, you know, the power is being sent because it's working in other areas, but it's not working in that area. So we understand in the natural that it's possible for the power supplied to be sent, but we not have it connected in certain areas. Do we understand that? How come we don't believe that spiritually? How come we don't believe that it's also possibly spiritually for the power to be supplied and we not be experiencing it in every area of our life like we should? We may be connected and working fine in this area and not be connected at all in this area and we'll blame it on the will of God when we really need to be looking at our connection to the will of God, our connection to the way of God. And this is what I'm looking at today. I I want us to understand these two types of power. There's the power of choice and there's the power of change, power of connection. We don't necessarily have a, a... a will problem or a, con- a selection problem, but we've got a way problem. What if, what if this, let me ask it this way. We may even want his will with our will, but choosing the right way is the issue. What about if we're having trouble with the feelings or the thoughts that we're dealing with? Maybe, maybe we're having trouble with thoughts and, and we think, God, why am I having these thoughts or why am I having these feelings? So maybe is it a will problem or is it a way problem? Are we connected to something we shouldn't be connected to? Philippians 4 verses 8 and 9 says this finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure lovely good report if there's any virtue anything praiseworthy meditate on hold up hold up okay let me go through the list again because i'm not sure you were ready for that true noble just pure lovely good report virtue and praiseworthy meditate on If we got to meditate on these things, are there other things? If there are these things that are noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, and praiseworthy, are there other things? I'm just asking. So if he says meditate on these, if that's his instruction, if that's his way, That's his way for my thoughts, to meditate on these. What happens if I don't do it his way? Look at verse 9. These things which you learned, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw on Twitter, these do... Sorry, maybe I misread. "These, These things which you learned and received and heard and saw on Facebook... Let's try it again. The things which you learned and received. Where is he going to go with this one? Heard and saw on TV. These do. No, he says saw in me. These do and the God of peace will be with you. It's never that the God of peace is not with us because his will is holding out on us. We may not be connected with his way by what we're meditating on and wondering why my thoughts, why my anxieties, why my fears are running rampant because I'm not doing it his way, so I'm not experiencing his will. When I meditate on the negative things and not on the praiseworthy things, I should not be shocked when I'm not experiencing his peace. God, where's your peace at, God? How come you won't give me peace? How come you won't give me peace? Because you're not connected to my way. When you're connected to my way, you get my will. My will is peace for you. Well, I can't help it. I'm just, all this is going on. Meditate on these things where things are good, lovely, noble, just, praiseworthy. Are you thinking on those things? I'm thinking about what they said to me. I'm thinking about what they did. I'm meditating on that. When we rehearse the things that are opposite of this, I cannot be shocked when I don't experience what God has for my life. When I meditate on what God says. So here's some problems with the way. If, I'm, if you say, Chad, I'm not experiencing the will of God. Here's some problems with the way that we might be experiencing. I'll give you three things. <laughs> problems with the way. Number one, the way, his way. Why am I not experiencing his way? Number one, it's unknown, unknown. We may not know it. We may not know his way. We may be just totally oblivious to it, maybe never been taught it. The power of our will is not the issue if we don't know the right way. It's like, hey, everybody's got willpower and I I can have willpower. Willpower is great, but if I don't know the way to direct, the right way to direct my willpower, my willpower is not going to help me. I've got to have the right way. So it's like I, I, if I don't know God's way, then I can't experience his will. So sometimes we don't experience God's will because we haven't been taught his way. Here's what the Bible says in, in uh, Hosea 4:6: My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. We go on a trip sometime. I remember the first time I traveled internationally. Not the first time. Let me go the second time. We travel early on. Let's go early on. Stop counting, Chad. Just move on. It doesn't matter. Nobody's paying attention to how many times. Just let me have my conversation, Don. I'm moving on. Right, here we go. So we're traveling internationally, and you go to plug in in the wall, and I don't know if you know this about international travel, but they don't, in every nation, they don't have the same voltage that we do. So when you go to plug in a device, if you don't have the right adapter, you can fry your device. But if you have the right adapter, then it works perfectly fine. So the problem's not with the supply being sent. The problem is me learning how the right way to connect with it. So I didn't know I had to bring this certain adapter. So I just went and I plugged into my device. And all of a sudden, this thing just got awfully hot. and just goes <laughs> like what happened? I didn't know. I didn't know. Some of our problem with experiencing the will of God is we just don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Look at what it says in in, uh, Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way. Everybody say the way. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. This is God speaking. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. You know what that means? That means there is a way that has to be instructed and taught. If God says to you and me that I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, then there is a way that I have to be instructed and taught. It's too easy for us to adopt the ideology and the mindset that the will of God is just going to happen, whatever, because that means I don't have to learn anything and I don't have to be taught anything. I just get to sit there and be me and God's going to do whatever he wants. But that is not what our Bible says. There is a way that I want you to go, but I got to instruct you in it and I got to teach you in it. I got to teach you the way you got to learn the way of God. we got to learn how to act. How many of you teach your kids how to act? They don't walk out saying, yes, ma'am. They don't walk out saying, please. I'm mean, last night walking through the parade, handing out little glow sticks, and I don't know how many times a parent, I give them a little glow stick, I say, what's somebody Here you go. How many times a parent leaned out and said, what do you say? Why did they do that? Because they're teaching them. Teaching them manners. Teach them to be grateful. Teach them to think so. So why would we think there's a way of God that doesn't have to be taught? We gotta learn how to talk as believers. We gotta learn how to treat other people. We gotta learn how to think. We gotta learn what thoughts to think on, what thoughts not to think on. There's a way, there's a way, there's a way. We gotta learn how to handle our finances. We 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 gotta learn how to take care of our bodies. Let's just talk about the will of God. <laughs> so number one, it's unknown. Here's number two. got to move forward. Number two, it's hard. The way of God's hard. Number two, the reason why we aren't experiencing the will of God sometimes because it's hard. Matthew 7:14, we read it, said, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Narrow. The word narrow means restricted or limited by obstacles. So the re- sometimes we're not experiencing the will of God is because there are obstacles. I thought about this, and I thought about obstacles the other day, and I made a little video post about it. Maybe you caught it. If you didn't, I want to mention it. When I was thinking about sometimes there's obstacles along the way, it's hard. Now, I begin to think about the military. I have begin to think about people going into boot camp and training camp and how, how they go through these. They literally intentionally build obstacle courses, <laughs> like on purpose, create obstacles, Why do they do that? Because an obstacle is to impede or hinder progress. So why would you intentionally create obstacles and force people to go through them? That's insane. You're going to hinder and slow people down if you look at it from that perspective. Or you can look at it from their perspective and they're not concerned about the difficulty of the obstacle as much as they are concerned about the development of the soldier, They're not focused on that obstacle themselves, they're focused on what that obstacle's doing to them. That when you go through that obstacle and you get over it and you you overcome it and you overcome it and you overcome it, eventually as you overcome once, now you begin to overcome faster and you get better and more adept at it. Now you're overcoming these obstacles. You become a better soldier, not because the obstacles are the focus, but your development is the focus. And so God spoke it in my heart. He said, Chad, you're worried too much about the difficulty and not not so much about the development. Sometimes I get talking too fast. I'm sorry. (laughs) Slow down. This how a lot I want to say. Got a lot of words in here bubbling up. Pray for me, Gia. But it's, isn't that right? I'm dealing with some obstacles, Chad. I know we are. We're all dealing with obstacles, but you got to be thinking about what is this obstacle doing for me when I overcome it? When I overcome fear, what does that do for me? That helps me the next time fear comes. What do I do when I overcome jealousy and insecurity? What do I do when I overcome unforgiveness and bitterness? What do I do when I overcome that? The next time when bitterness and uh, uh, unforgiveness knocks on my door, that was me jumping over an obstacle right there in case you didn't know. Some of you liked it. Some of you didn't. That's all right. Come up with your own obstacle illustration next time. But here's the point. Here's the point. Sometimes it's hard, but let's don't focus on the difficulty. Let's focus on the development. Let's go to the third one. Number three. <laughs> oh, I'm crazy this morning. Number one, it's unknown. Number two, it's hard. Number three, it's long. The way of God's long sometimes. Oh, it's long. Lord Jesus, it's long. The problem is that we don't know the way. we just have trouble staying connected to it. Sometimes it's not that we don't know the way of God. We just get tired and want to unplug. I've tried that, Chad. I want to do something else. Sometimes it's just long. Here's a scripture verse for us, Hebrews ten thirty six. for you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will, after you've done the will of God, after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For you have need of endurance. You know what? You and I, we need endurance. We want microwave answers. God says you need endurance. That's the way we feel, right? I mean, you're like, can you do that to God? I mean, sometimes how we feel, so we might as well be honest, like, I don't, I don't want to have to wait. Again, obstacle, waiting, time is my obstacle, but when I understand what God is building in me, that now I'm not connected to time, so I'm not antsy and anxious, I'm patient. That's what he's building, endurance in us, because the word endurance means capacity to continue under difficult circumstances. We have to be able to be connected to stay connected to the right way to experience God's will. I believe this is a big deal because I see that one of the one of the challenges in church. One of the good things about church. One of the challenges about church. You pastor long enough, you see people come and go. (laughs) I've got nothing, really. (laughs) I. So you said that was one of them leaving, right? That was a car door. They're out. They said this sermon is too long. I'm out. But here. I said I didn't have anything, but I believe I did. But focus people. We got a real suspect. What was I talking about? I don't even know. <laughs> I just had an Olaf moment there. I didn't even know it. So. What was I talking about? Stay connected, determine. Yeah. Man, it was gonna be good. It was, it was, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was saying you've be been pastoring long enough and see people come and go. One of the biggest challenges I've had in my life, and I've seen it in other people, is staying power. It's easy to get hyped in the moment. God's going to do it. Woo! Yes, amen. He's faithful and true. It's written on his thigh. He is faithful. 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 Faithful, God. Two months gone by. Faithful, God. A year goes by. Faithful. Good Lord, where is he at? Faithful. Faithful. Faithful Faithful to the tither. Faithful. I'm not seeing the result. Faithful. And pretty soon we unplug because we don't have staying power. God says I want to build endurance with you that you can stand up under difficult circumstances. He's not building he's not building mealy mouth. <laughs> I'm like, man, I check check. You can't say that. He's not building wimpy people. Second service will be better. Just pray for me. He's building people that have some endurance. He doesn't want Christians that avoid confrontation. He wants Christians that, he wants, he wants Christians that overcome. You guys just want to start over? Is that what you want to do? You're looking at me like, this guy's a moron. You could be right. It's one of those moments as a public speaker where you're like, which way do I go? I'm going to bring it home. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring this baby home. We're going to land this bad boy. Turbulence is in the air, but we're going to bring it down. (laughs) Man, oh man. Overflow, we love you. We love you. Power of choice. Power of choice is about selection. You and I, we all have the power of choice. We all have will. God has a power of choice for you. He has a selection for you, has an ideal for you, has a goal for you, has a desire for you. But will we experience his will? We will not unless we do it his way. Don and I talked the other day. We are just having a conversation about we're not going to experience the will of God for our marriage unless we do it his way. I can't blame God for why, the way it's going if I'm not being the husband the way he wants me to be. I'm just talking about me. I, I can't blame God for how this is going when my attitude doesn't line up with his way. Well, I'd have a better attitude if they had done it. Well, no, no. His way. His way says, bless your enemies. Love them. Do good to those who do evil to you. That's his way. (laughs) Chew on that for a while, right? But if we do it his way, guess what? We get his will. Do you want his peace in your life? Do you need his peace in your life? Then we need to be connected to his thoughts. Where things are noble, just, lovely, praiseworthy. Those things I'm going to meditate. I'm not going to meditate on what they tweeted about me. I'm not going to meditate on what they said about me. I'm not going to meditate on what they did. I'm going to meditate on what you say. I'm going to get connected to him. So is it this morning that you have a will problem or do you have a way problem? Is it that God's holding out on you? Or are you just not connected to the right source? Would you just bow your heads with me this morning? That's a different kind of landing, I believe we brought it to the ground. Before we get into our visioning offering, I just want to give an opportunity for prayer for you to respond right now to this word. I know it's a little bit crazy, but man, I hope you heard from God. I hope the Holy Spirit spoke into your heart. I, I just try to speak for my personality, and, but, but I trust most importantly that you hear Jesus speaking to you, that right now as you're praying, I, I want you to think, God, what do you want to say to me out of this message? And some of you already know what it is, that there's, you've been trying to stay connected, trying to stay plugged in to the power of God, to the power source, but you didn't know You didn't know there's some things you need to learn there's a way that you need to be taught there's a way I need to be taught that's why you need to get in church stay in church that's why you need to read your Bible God wants to teach you his way maybe you've been on it you're just like man it's hard Chad I'm trying but it's hard I want you to see those obstacles as your development and not your difficulty I want you to overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony i want you to be strengthened in the lord and the power of his might that you can overcome the adversity and not just be susceptible to all the schemings of the enemy but you say no i'm not going to think that way anymore i'm going to press into what god says or maybe it's just been long you've been in a season where you've been battling long and you're like ted i'm getting tired i get it we've we all go there It's not that we go there once and we're done. We'll go there multiple times in our life, in our walk with God. But God says you have need of endurance. You have need of the capacity to stay the course under difficult circumstances. Maybe you're in a difficult circumstances right now and you hear the Holy Spirit saying to you, stay the course. Don't give up. Don't quit. Do it God's way. Do it the right way. Come on, you can make it. I'm with you. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I will guide you with my eye, but let me teach you my way to talk. Let me teach you my way to think. Let me teach you my way to love. Let me teach you my way. You'll experience his will if you'll do it his way. Maybe you're hearing you say, Chad, I'm... I don't have a relationship with God right now where I know my relationship with Him is not good. And I want to restore that relationship with God. You need to be born again. You need to give your life to Jesus. I, don't, I just know that our vision here is to connect people with Jesus from all roads of life. And I want to do that right now. I want to give you a chance to say yes to Jesus as the Lord of your life. We're going to pray a prayer together. We're going to pray it together. If that's you and you want to make that step of faith today to give your life to Jesus, I want you to pray this with all your heart. I want you to mean it out loud to him, not to Chad, not to the church, not to anyone else here, but I want you to mean it to the one who died on the cross for your sins. Because let me be very clear, you and I, we all need a savior. The way to heaven, the way to God is through Jesus. It's not through church alone. It's not through religion. It is through a relationship with the saving blood of Jesus on your life, that he becomes Lord of your life, and you have a relationship mutual love I want us to pray this prayer together if you want to make that step of faith I pray that you just sincerely declare this to God say Father in heaven I believe that Jesus is the way I believe he died on the cross for my sins to make a way for me I believe he rose from the dead so that I could have a new life today I choose your way I use my will to choose your way forgive me of all my sins come into my heart be my lord be my savior thank you for loving me thank you for saving me in jesus name i pray now with every head bowed every eye closed if you're here you say chad that was me i prayed that prayer this morning and i made a step of faith to give my heart to god if you would just on the count of three, would you just slip your hand up in the air? We want to know who you are. One, two, three. Let me see your hand. You're saying that's me, chat. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Who else? Overflow room. We'll see you. We'll see you. We'll see you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Five. I see it. Yeah. Come on, buddy. That's it. That's God speaking to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every one of you that raised your hand, I want you to do me a favor to take your connect card out. And mark on there that today I chose Jesus as my Lord and Savior. We'd love to give you your next steps. Talk about water baptism, relationship with Him that's far more than just raising your hand and a decision in a moment. It's a lifestyle, it's a lifestyle connection. We want to help you with that walk with God. If you had prayer requests on your prayer, on your connect cards, we're getting ready to receive our vision offering. I want to take a moment just to speak to that. This is separate from our normal offering, but I didn't want to take them separately because I, I told the team, I, I've got a little stigma about passing the plates twice. I don't want people to feel like we're fleecing them again. But what the vision offering is about is something over and above what we normally do in our tithes and offerings. This is one time a year where we come together to say, God, we're thankful for what you've done and we're looking forward to what you wanna do. Last year, if you weren't here and don't know what about last year, we decided our first ever vision offering, we were gonna give it away completely, whatever came in. Well, what came in was over $102,000 and we gave it away to a church in Florida to help them rebuild after a hurricane. So we sowed that seed in faith saying, God, we have a lot of needs. We could use $102,000 for a lot of things, but we sowed it in faith and God supplied over and over through the generosity of people and through uh, all kinds of ways. But this year we feel like, okay, now God's saying, use it to build what I'm doing here. So we're gonna do it. I got a scripture in Exodus that I wanna read you. I took my, so, uh, so bring it up on the screen if you would. Exodus 35, I believe. And Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, this is the thing which the Lord commanded saying, Take from among you an offering to the Lord, whoever is of willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord, gold, silver, and bronze. Go to the next verse, then it jumps down to verse 21. Then everyone came whose heart was stirred, and everyone whose spirit was willing, and they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting, for all its service and for the holy garments. Now, I'm not buying new garments with the offering. But it is going to be to build the church. We talked about the sound system that we're looking at, the ability to do this is also not only the ability to put a better sound into the overflow room, but now we'll be able to put live singers in the overflow room. So out there, overflow room, we're bringing live people to you to be able to lead the worship experience out there. Our goal is for everything to be live in the overflow room except for the preaching, just like one of our campuses trying to enhance that, make that a better experience. We're trying to want to purchase cameras so that we can have different angles and, and more clarity for the online experience. We're wanting to expand the room. We're going to cut back the stage and try and remodel the room a little bit to make more room for more people because we want to connect more people to Jesus from all roads of life. We're going to try and expand our ministry in the pantry and what we do to provide needs for the community. We got we want to change our backdrop. We're going to have a new screen here. and and be able to get ready for what we're gonna to do to project to Mount Carmel so that we can get Mount Carmel to a morning service and be able to stream live into that location so we're not going back and forth on a Sunday night. And so all of these things, and I, I, list after list, we wanna make more, more equipment and more uh, things available for our children's ministry and just all, I could give you a laundry list of things. You're like, Chad, do you have any vision for what God wants to do in 2020? Yes. Yes, new locations. Had somebody asked me right before church, when are you coming to Mount Vernon, Illinois? I'm like, well, I thought we were two years ago, but God said no. But I know God's calling us to go into other locations and build other churches. Why? Because there are people that are lost and Jesus loves them. That's why. Not because we're the best church in the world and there's nobody as good as us. No, no, no. It's just there's so many people that are not saved. And we feel like that's what God's called us to do. I'm excited about what he's doing. I'm thankful for what he's doing. So the vision offering is going to be used to propel the vision, expand what God wants to do. So I want us to get our vision offering out. We've got mine ready. Don and I, we've got ours ready. We're going to be praying. So I want you to get it out. Maybe it's on your phone. Here, if you want to give this morning, you can do your cash or check giving on your envelope. I just marked mine on other, and I wrote vision on it and that's where I put on my offering envelope if you'd like to do it that way or you can go to the website you can go to the roads.church or if you want to text to give you can just text the dollar amount not the dollar sign but the dollar amount space vision to 45777 so the dollar amount space vision 50,000 space vision whatever, whatever but here's what the vision offering is about this is not just me making a donation it's for Don and I this is where we go above and beyond, and we, we stretch ourselves, we push ourselves. We're like, God, we're trusting you. We're giving we're giving into what you're doing. I always say in the church, I never want to ask people to do something that I'm not willing to do first and foremost. Our goal is always to be the top givers in the church. That's our goal every year. Not because we make the most, we just, that's our goal. I'm saying we always get it because some of you knock me out, a little competitive. But we wanna lead the way in giving. We wanna lead with generous hearts. Leaders lead the way. Leaders don't say, you people go. Leaders say, I'm going, who's going with me? That's what leaders do, and that's what we're doing. We're saying, not in dollar amount. God's not impressed with amounts, please. For some of you, it's a big deal to give $100. And God says, yes! For some of you, it wouldn't be a big deal at all To give $10,000. I don't know where you're at. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not impressed with it. God's not impressed with it. You know what he's impressed with? That thing right there. Your heart. So can we we just get our hearts to God? The Bible says here who's of a willing heart. Here's what I'm seeing with my seed this morning. I'm seeing souls. It may be in the form of cameras or equipment or pantry or children's ministry or new facelift on the building outside. We need to change our building on the outside. We haven't changed the building in 25 years. It's time to change the building. Lord Jesus, help us. But I'm just seeing souls. Some of you are here because somebody else gave. You're sitting in a seat that somebody else paid for. You're experiencing something that somebody else sacrificed to give. This vision offering is about sacrifice. We say, God, I'm not giving you tip money today. I'm giving you sacrificially because I want to lay my life down. And even even this is coming back to my remembrance that Lewis said to me before the church service started. This vision offering is not just about money because some of you can write a check and be done. But God's asking for your life The sacrifice of serving, of helping build the church by getting out of the crowd and getting on the crew. That it's not just being an observer, but being a participant, saying, I'm jumping in and I'm saying, God, I'm all in on what you want to do. I'm going to get on the crew. I'm going to serve. Yes, I'm going to support financially, but God, I'm going to support with my talents. I want to build something bigger than myself. Maybe God's speaking to you about that right now. It's time to go. Let's go. Let's build. Let's do it. Let's reach this region for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming back, and we've got work to do. So God, I thank you for this body of believers, these wonderful, generous people. I I thank you, Lord. There's Some of my favorite people on the planet are right here listening to this crazy guy talk. But God, we come giving our best to honor you to say, Lord, use this body of believers. Use this church to build your kingdom. Let Jesus be the only name that's glorified. Let Jesus be the only name that's praised. Let Jesus be the focal point of everything we do. So today we give with vision to see people saved for the glory of God. In Jesus' name.